The Michael K Show. This is a good deal. It was a deal they had to make. I understand that cap space is air, but you still have to go and try to get that done. They weren't going to be able to re-sign quickly. They had to do something with Robinson likely being out for the year. Now, I don't think they're winning a championship, but they still could be very competitive. You had to get the rebound somewhere. You had to get the point somewhere. Are they better than they were before the Absolutely. deal? Absolutely. Did you watch the game yesterday? OG Onanomi is a good player. He's, He's a very really good, player. good with the corner three. He shoots about 45%, and he happens to be an outstanding defender. Outstanding. And he is and the he- perfect complement to the Knicks two stars. Barrett needs the ball. And this is the perfect place for him to be. He's an outstanding D guy, and now he's going to work with one of the great defensive coaches in the game. And he wants to be here. The Michael K Show on 98.7 ESPN. All right, so um, since I've been away, um, the Yankees did not sign Yamamoto. And uh, the Tuesday before he signed, I think that was the first week that I was off, um, I had heard that they were on the one-yard line with him. Okay. So that's how close it was. Then you got a sense that by Thursday, when we did a hot stove show on Yes, that it was starting to slip away. And he ends up signing with the Dodgers. Surprising on a couple of levels that he would want to share the spotlight with Otani. But Otani taking just $2 million a year and deferring $68 million a year for the next 10 years after you know the 10-year deal... That's what set them up to be able to get Glasnow and to get mm-hmm. Yamamoto. But then I hear all these different things. Well, the Yankees made him an offer, which, by the way, was worth more per year than the Dodger offer. But he ended up signing a, a deal with the Dodgers that was valued at $325 million. And then I keep hearing, well, the Yankees were intent on not having him make more than Garrett Cole. Well, I don't know the validity of that, but there's a couple of things that don't fit. Number one is this. Don, at the end of this coming season, the 2024 season, Mm. Garrett Cole can opt out. And all the Yankees have to do is add another year to his contract at $36 million, and he has to stay. He can't become a free agent. Right. So that would mean that the $324 million contract that he signed would now be worth three hundred and sixty million over ten years. Right. So that would be worth more than what Yamamoto got from the Dodgers. I would I would think that's a very odd line for the Yankees to draw. Like we don't want him to make more than Cole, and he wouldn't have been making more per year than Cole. It just would have been total average total value of the deal. Right. And then it would have been Cole would have surpassed him when they add the thirty six million. But here's the problem that I'm thinking about. If that's the way you are doing business, and listen, I even brought it up at the time when the negotiations were going on, people said I was an idiot, that the call contract would be a little mark for them that they, they might not want to cross. If you don't want to pass call, then you're not signing Soto, because you're not going right. to pass Judge, right? It's okay Less to pass system. Judge, but it's not okay to pass Cole. Judge is your captain, 360... Uh, um, um, $360 million, nine-year deal. Right. Well, so uh, you can't sign Soto then. And one other thing I'll say, and I'm, I'm sorry I'm, no, I'm no, going no, on. No, no, please. Uh, the Yankees were rational about Yamamoto. Everything I've heard about Yamamoto, he's going to be great. And he's been great in Japan. But I've always said this about free agency. If you're going to be rational, you're always going to finish third. Mm-hmm. You're never going to get the guy. 
You're never going to get the guy. Was it rational for the Yankees to give um, Aaron Judge nine years? No. But they knew they had to get the guy, so they would they they went against rational thought. It wasn't rational to give uh, Cole nine years, but they did it, and it's worked out. If you're going to be rational, you're always going to finish second or third. But if you hold firm, we're not going to pass Cole, then that means you're not going to pass Judge, and that means you got Soto for one year. Now, I do think there's a difference between surpassing Judge as opposed to surpassing Cole for Yamamoto and Soto. Soto is an established major leaguer. Mm -hmm. All right, he's an all-star. He's won four silver sluggers. He's got a World Series. He's got a batting title. He's an established major league player. That you could make the case, because he's younger, that over the length of the contract could be as good a player as Aaron Judge. It's possible. Mm -hmm. Yamamoto hasn't done a thing. He's never pitched in the major leagues before. You know, Garrett Cole's coming off a Cy Young. Garrett Cole has been an established, great pitcher in this league for a long time. It's a little different to have somebody come in who's never played before surpass you as opposed to Soto at the end of next year, which might be another all-star season, which might be another historic season for Soto to surpass Judge. Both hurt. I get it. But doesn't it make more sense for Soto to get paid more than Judge than a guy that's never pitched in the major leagues before automatically passing Cole? You bring up a great point. But if you're going to go to $300 million for Yamamoto, what the hey? You know what I mean? So he's never pitched in the big leagues. You thought he was worth three hundred million, but not three twenty-five. So that—that's where you lose me a, a, a little bit. And I, I just wonder if you're going to be rational about these things. And 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 for those people that automatically go, "Well, house cheap." He offered more per year to this guy than the Dodgers did. I think the guy wanted to play on the West Coast. Well, he used the Yankees and yeah, the Mets. Yeah, and I'm sure, I'm sure the Yankees understood that. That's why. You didn't want to get too crazy. Yeah, you do it to maybe drive up the price in L.A., but then eventually, if he turns around and says, yeah, I'll take your money, you don't want to offer more money than you think the guy's worth just to be able to get him for the sake of getting him. Sometimes it makes sense to be rational, especially with an unknown commodity. So I I think the Yankees knew they were never going to get him. No, I think they thought they were going to get him. I think there was a certain point, Michael, where they probably felt like the Dodgers were going to match anything the Yankees offered, and that they were probably going to have to overpay to get them. Is that fair? I think the Mets and the Yankees both were in the running, because the feeling was that if push comes to shove, they can offer more money. But here's the interesting thing. you You bring up the Mets, and I think that has to be discussed as well, because we talked about this a month ago. If you're Steve Cohen, you don't get Yamamoto. I mean, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. So... Steve Cohen's one advantage is that he's richer than everybody else, although the Dodgers are pretty darn rich. You got to offer him $400 million then. If you really want the guy, you can't match the Dodger offer. Your, your advantage is that you could blow anybody out of the water. Go to $400 million. Go to $350 million. Everybody, oh, We all thought that Steve Cohen was going to be able to buy a championship. He can't get any of the players that he wants. And the players that he gets, he overpays for old pitchers. Right. So what has he done if you're a Met fan, that has shown him flaunting his wealth. Lindor was probably the only time, right? And, and you know what? They overpaid, and I love Lindor. Right. I think he's a great player. It was ridiculous to give him $341 million. It, But it also could be ridiculous to give Yamamoto $400 million, too. But I understand it's, it's wanting somebody. It's ridiculous to give him 325 But I understand. Yeah, but still, that's, that's $75 million. It's not nothing. I know it's spread over a long period of time, but I can't kill a guy for having some logic to say, all right, I want the guy. I'm willing to overpay for the guy. But am I, am I supposed to go to uh, $400 million for a guy but that, that has never played, never pitched in the major but, league? But that's your only advantage. So if you really want him and you think he's worth 325 how come, why don't you go to 350 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but that's their advantage. That's Steve Cohen with his eighteen billion dollars, and he has not taken it. And, well, and if you're the Mets a, right now, let's be honest, Don. Right? Are, are they are, well, are they a playoff team right now? I mean, as long as you see the Diamondbacks do what they did last year, and when you look what you've already established, if you hold on to Alonzo all year, right? You still need pitching, but but could they compete for a playoff spot? Yeah, I wouldn't guarantee it. Well, you you've got the Braves who've gotten much better. Oh, yeah, watch, all of a sudden, Sale is going to find a right. fountain of youth and be healthy, and watch. you've got the Phillies. Phillies are very good, and then and the Marlins well, you, are yeah. And the Marlins are okay. And then you you've got another team that might come out of one now, of the other divisions for that third wild card. I don't think the Mets are winning the East. No, 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 definitely not. Here, here's what I'll say. I'd love to get Peter's opinion on this too, because it just, it just goes for anything, anything in life. Whether you you want a record for your jukebox or, or, or a wrestling T-shirt, okay, it's like you really, really want something. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give four hundred million dollars. If you're talking to the guy and you're negotiating with his agent, and you know the only way I can get this player to come play here is if I pay through the nose for him. At what point do you say, do I really want him here? If he wants to be a Dodger, and the only way he'll come and play for me is if I pay seventy five million dollars more than anybody else those offered, do I really want him? What, what, what am I, trying to hold him hostage? But am I abducting that, him? I, 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 mean, I, I think at some point, but, but, Michael, you say, all right, listen, if you're only here for the money, when does that ever work out? But didn't it, I mean, the only reason that Scherzer and Verlander came is for the money. He he overpaid them. The, the, the previous high was $36 million. He went to True. forty-three and a half. And if you ask the one thing where he's flaunted his money is to be able to eat the contracts of those guys who didn't work. Right. That's probably the best thing and that he did your financially. Yes, because there's a lot of other owners that wouldn't have done that. But you're talking about guys that were under three-year contracts. This guy's going to sell what, a 12-year contract? Ten. ten, a, ten a, 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 a 10-year contract mm-hmm. to come play for me. And the only way I can convince you to play here, because you don't want to play here, You'd rather play for the Yankees. If you're going to come all the way to the East Coast, you'd rather play for the Yankees than the Mets. You really want to stay on the West Coast and play for the Dodgers. The only way I can convince you to come here is if I spend $75 million more over those 10 years than everybody else. Do I really want you? Doesn't want to be here and is only here for the money. I, I That would make me a little apprehensive, Peter, that the only way that I can get you is if I grossly overpay for you. And but what when, if you're but, not happy? But when that, but, but that is your weapon, though. It's a it, no. It's you, a weapon. The money is your weapon. But that other teams don't have. True. But I'll just ask you the question, Michael. I don't want to play for you. But if you're going to pay me that much more money, all right, I'll come play for you. Does that sound like a relationship that's going to work over a decade? I've seen it happen with players where they didn't want to come somewhere and they got bought out of their reluctance and it, it worked out. And they, they eventually yeah they end up like it, it. yeah. yeah. And then there's other times where they don't like it, and they want to get out. Right. You know, or or, 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 or they're uh, or, or they're affected by not being where they want to be. I I know it's always about the money, Michael. But I, I've always gone through this in life that if the only reason I do something is for money, then I don't know if I should do that. Mm-hmm. There's got to be other reasons besides the money. You got like to like what you do. I guess when you get to that money, what's the difference? Like, I, I, I just related to what I do for a living, Michael. I want to do play-by-play in hockey, and I want to, I want to do a talk show. And like you joked around when the Kraken came in. It's like, why don't you, why don't you apply for the Kraken job? And I'm sure there's sports radio in Seattle that I could maybe got did a show. But and and if they pay me a ridiculous amount of money, like I don't want to go to Seattle. I don't want to be three thousand miles away from my family, from my mom, in a market I'd never been before. 
but they're gonna but they're gonna pay me uh, fifty thousand dollars more than anybody else, or a hundred thousand dollars more than anybody else. If that's the only reason I go, well, then am I gonna really be happy? Because listen, the money's important, but luckily we're all talking, myself included, where I'm comfortable. Now, obviously, if I'm making no money, any money is, is you got to make. The, there are people out there that are making decisions solely for money because they have no money. But we're talking about major league baseball players who have money. They generate right? money. So you you have the luxury of being able to pick places where you want to live, teams that you want to play for. If you make a decision solely for the money, it's most likely going to be the wrong decision, and it's not going to work out. And if I'm an owner and I have to pay that much more money to convince you to come here, maybe it's better if I just make my place my my team a little bit more attractive to play for instead of basically uh, having to um, pay players to come play for me, and, and it's the only reason that they want to play here. Now, now one quick thing um, while we were away, Frankie Montas. Signed a sixteen million dollar deal mm-hmm. with the Reds, one year. The, the the salary structure in baseball has gone berserk, and I said this when it happened. The guy rehabbed all year, and the Yankees gave him an opportunity to show his wares that he was healthy and pitched that inning in the last game. I wouldn't have done that unless I had a tacit agreement. You're coming back next year. The Yankees got nothing out of this guy, zero. And then I don't blame the guy for, and I don't blame the Yankees for not giving him sixteen million. But at some point, there should have been some sort of an agreement. If we're going to let you show everybody that you're healthy, you're going to sign with us next year on a make good contract, and then after that, you can make your million. They didn't, and they lost the guy for nothing. Everything they gave up to the A's for Montas, zero. They got nothing out of it. Sixteen. Uh, I, I I thought the, the Mets overpaid for Severino at thirteen million. The Reds are paying sixteen million dollars. That's crazy. For a guy who can't stay on the mound. Coming it's up, one year. They're, they're hoping to catch lightning in a bottle. It's one year. Crazy. All right. Um, we're going to have Salon at 4.30. I, I personally, I don't know about Don and Peter, I've given them a little bit of a break, the Jets, because they lost Rodgers after four plays. And I think that the main structure of the Jets was doomed for failure, having Zach Wilson, who can't play, be your backup quarterback to a 40-year-old. That Just the way it was set up. Mm-hmm. was a recipe for disaster. So I said, listen, Zach can't play. Well, so, you know, I mean, how do you expect him to win? Don, Peter, this is the year of the backup quarterback in the NFL. It's amazing. There are teams that thrive. Jake Browning looks great. You said it the first couple passes he threw for the Bengals. He's already better than Zach. And you were right. He's, he's legit. Every backup quarterback that has come in, Everyone, even Nick Mullins, who is not good with the Vikings, is better when the Jets had. Now, Joe Flacco rolling, Joe Flacco rolling, making the Jets look awful. That that's a call you make when he's being carted off. When Rogers being carted off the field, you call up who he lives in Jersey. Get to Foreign Park tomorrow. They didn't do that. Now, I guess I can't blame them. He was terrible for them last year. He didn't play well for them last year. But he's a, a professional quarterback. Zach Wilson's not. So you can't lean on the fact that they didn't have a good backup quarterback because teams with guys that we don't even know. Gardner Minshew has been playing unbelievable. He's got them in playoff contention. The, the Jaguars played a backup quarterback last they, week and they, they they've won. They've all gotten something. I mean, they all they, get something see, out of the backup quarterbacks, but the Jets haven't. Even the Giants, you know, were able to get something. Now, again, we're not asking you to be great. Just something. They've you got, got nothing. 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 If you, and, and the thing that's so frustrating with this defense and the way they lost some of these games, if you just got a little something, just a little, 
And by the way, they're probably alive. Overblown. 1985 Bears. Give me no, a break. Well, listen, Give it, me a first break. Of all, first Did of you all, watch that game last week? The reason it was 1985 stupid. Bears. Nobody could be the 85 Bears today anyway. But listen, you don't. The 85 Bears, they had that one bad game against the Dolphins, right? But you, you watched the game against the Commanders. They the let them right half, back yeah. into that yeah. game. Yeah. They, they were shredded in the first half against Cleveland. And if you want to tell me they quit, well, whose fault's that? Don, I really believe that the, the 85 Bears now, they're all in their 60s. They might be better than this Jet defense. That's strong. Well, that's very strong. But, but but the Jet defense fashions itself as this great defense, hey, and all they do it, is get shredded. It is a very, they, very, would, no, very no, no, good that, defense. That, but that was an overstatement. They well, got shredded last, on Thursday. They, they, they were did. embarrassed by Joe Flacco. He had 296 yards the, in the first half. But you said all they do is get shredded. They get shredded at important points. That's that's an exaggeration, but I, they've not been the 85 Bears. I'm not going to sit here and argue with you. Now, listen, they've had a lot of, there's a lot of issues. The offense gives you nothing. I mean, you're on the field the whole game. Your field position is terrible, right? Your team's turns the ball over, uh, but still. Well, how many points did the Browns score in the first half? With 34 points? Yeah. I mean, that doesn't that should not happen. I get that the offense is not helping you, but it's still a very good defense. But maybe they quit against the Browns. I don't know. Um, did they that, quit but, against commanders? But yeah, I don't I don't think they quit against their commander. I just think that they got beat. And you can't get beat by the commanders. And some of their numbers are a little bloated too. I mean, they play a giant team that they didn't let DeVito throw. But but so the, you can't look at points per game either. I'm sorry, they don't come up big a lot. But back to the original point is if you got anything from the backup. And I and I do think the problem with Nathaniel Hackett, because we, we see that he's done some things as an offensive coordinator, went to the conference final with Jacksonville with Blake Bortles as his quarterback. But if he doesn't have his guy, it doesn't work. And they didn't have – and when I say his guy, you know, Tim Boyle was his guy, but he didn't belong in the league. But you look around, backup quarterbacks, third-string quarterbacks. How many teams have played three quarterbacks this year? At least seven. What was the Anthony? What was the stat that, that Dan gave us a couple of weeks ago? Like the number of teams that have had to play their backup quarterback, like half the league. And there's seven teams that have played three quarterbacks. The Jets are on their fourth. The Jets technically, just just for giggles, could actually start ripping uh, against right. the Patriots and make it five. No, it's not a good look for the Jets because other teams have survived and somewhat thrived. The yes. Bengals are a legitimate team with Browning as their quarterback. Legitimate. What's the difference between Browning and Zach Don't Wilson? Know. Coaching. That's what it is. I'm sorry. It's got to be coaching. Can I, can I say something positive? Please. In what sense? Uh, the most positive. As positive as you could be. A, a good friend of mine and a, a guy who does a great job for MSG and uh, many different places across sports here in the New York area, my buddy Kazim. Okay. Kaz, as he's known. Sure. Kazim Famuyide. I've only known him 15 years and still butchered his name. Um, Kaz and his wife Jasmine and their little girl, Ruby, welcomed in their baby sister today. First thing that baby Jody is doing. J-O-D-I. J-O-D-Y. Oh. Girls are not supposed to be spelled with a Y. Well, I'm glad that you're telling him that now. It's it's too late. Well, he's wrong. He should, he should change it. <laughs> you think? Boys are J-O-D-Y. Well, Girls are J-O-D-I. What if... J, you saying J or G? J-O-D-I. Jody. Uh, Michael, I don't know what to tell you about this. Well, tell Kaz he's wrong. Well, I, what do you mean wrong? It's a, Don, boys Don, Don for spelled, the love of God, can you help out here? Boys are spelled J-O-D-Y. Well, according to who? God? God said this is how you write the name? Oh, it's a name. Don did. <laughs> Don, am I wrong? I, 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 don't, I never heard this. I don't know if this is a Michael thing. Did he hear it somewhere? I'm married to somebody named Jody. I think I know. 
Well, what if Jody's wrong? She's not wrong. Jody Whit- Whitaker, a family affair, dun, 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 sure. was J-O-D-Y. That was a boy. Boys can spell it with a Y. This kid is going to be abused in school. Wait a minute. Tell him no, to nobody's, change nobody's, it to an I. Stop. Michael, thank you for ruining an otherwise lovely moment like an absolute hack-a-doodle-do. Are we familiar with the work of Jody Thompson? She's an actress. How do you spell it? J-O-D-Y. Oh. I'm looking at her work. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. She was in um, Friday the 13th, Vengeance 2, Bloodlines. <laughs> she was Reginald the Vampire. But she looks familiar to me. Well, can I? Let she me... was a kindergarten kindergarten cop too. Oh wait, wait! You said kindergarten cop too. Yeah. As, as people know it, I don't real... know. I don't know any of this work. But but she looks. She's an actress. She's on IMDb and she's got a picture. And there's a Y. And there's a Y. Uh, that was the first thing I did. I went to Jody to see if there's any female Ys. Welcome to the world, Jody Shade Famuyide. It's born, a beautiful name. I know. Yeah. Born at 11:05. How's he spell Shade? The, like the singer. S-A-D-E? That's right. Okay. Are you okay with that? Yeah, that's there, fine. There... That's normal. <laughs> Jody Sade Famuyide was born at 1105, six pounds, uh, welcomed by her dad, mom's doing great, and sister, Ruby. And now she just has to deal with this name situation. Right, right. Right out of the gate. Um, congratulations. Um, Jets vaunted defense. You ready? Rushing yards per game, 126.3 yards per game. Uh, 24th in the NFL. That's not what you want. Third down conversion against the Jet defense. 39%. 20th in the NFL. The 85 Bears. Oh, I mean, we, are, right, well, are, we, are we kidding ourselves? Right. But all, all Peter pointed out was that you overstepped just a little bit. You can't say all they do is get shredded. That would be inaccurate. They're a very good defense, but they're probably overrated. Jody Watley, by the way. Uh, y. Jody Watley's with the Y. And I don't think she's abused at school. Looking for a new love? Excuse me? <laughs> yeah. Take it back, Michael. Uh, no. It was oh. a tough minute. For listen, no, it, was, no, it was a great minute. <laughs> no, no, listen. With all due respect to Jody Apple, Jody Watley is a big Jody, and that's J-O-D-Y. Don, Don just came with a real hammer. I'm sorry. He's wrong. <laughs> Jody Watley is out of her mind. She's, well, she didn't name herself. Well, you, who knows? She's an actress. She probably... She's a singer. <laughs> oh, I mean, really... Is Lil Nas X? Is that his, is that well, his I don't given name? Think Jody Wally I think is, Jody Wally's real name is Jody yeah. Wally. Well, sorry, it's a it's I. Look it up. Look it up. Most you women's can't. name is J O D I. But that's again, that's not wrong. Names, Don. Will you just Don? Will you just come to my aid here that names can't be wrong? No, they can't be wrong. Names can't be wrong. Oh, this is what I didn't miss. You two just gang up. But on no, me. that's not uh, a that, game. That, come on, but, but we have, out we there. have. There's a certain integrity we have to uphold, right? Because we are part of the show, and when something's said like that, it, it can't go without response. Yeah, names well, it comes can't down be to wrong. This. It comes down to this. People suck. That's there it. Ah, sure. <laughs> uh, Robert Sala joins us in just a moment to score a touchdown. Everything needs to line up perfectly. No different than finding the person you want to marry. When the time comes to propose, do what I did. Visit the engagement experts at London Jewelers. They'll make shopping for a ring easy. Let them help you pick or design the perfect ring to fit any budget from their Two by London collection. London Jewelers is committed to getting it just right. So visit London Jewelers today at any of their seven locations, including the newest location at the mall at Short Hills. Mention I told you to stop by, you'll get the Michael K. treatment. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. 
Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy. Hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. It's time now for the Robert Sala Report. Brought to you by Slomans and Infinity.com. And the head coach of the New York Jets joins us right now. Coach, is Michael, Don, and Peter. First off, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you guys. Hope you guys had a good Sunday night and Monday. All good. Hope you did as well with your family. Uh, any decision yet on your quarterback for the weekend? Uh, no, we're still working through uh, uh, to see who's available. Uh, we'll find out more tomorrow. If Zach is healthy, would he go, or is there still a chance he wouldn't start? Uh, no, if he if he's healthy, he'd, he'd go. You know, we were just having a conversation about the defense, and we could throw stats out, and we could throw, you know, how we feel about the defense overall. Now that the season almost over here, how do you feel about how the way your defense has played overall? Uh, defense played well. It's just, uh, you know, we've had a couple of games that uh, weren't up to our standard, um, but but overall, when with all things considered. Uh, Feel like the defense has uh, performed well, with, especially with the quarterbacks that we've played this year. Um, it's been a tough schedule, but but overall, you know, I'm always going to have such high expectations for our defense and feel like we should shut out everybody. But that's just me. Um, but uh, but overall, I think it's, it's it's done pretty well. We didn't get a chance to talk to you after that game, but were you surprised that Cleveland was able to put up that kind of a half against that, you know, pretty highly vaunted defense? Yeah, no, uh, like I said, uh, uh, Cleveland was not up to our standard. We had some opportunities, too. You know, we uh, feel like we had two interceptions that uh, um, uh, we missed out on. But uh, but overall, give them credit. They did a really nice job uh, making plays when they needed to make plays. And um, they, they were definitely a step ahead of us with regards to... To, to everything involved, you. I, we all. I also was off. Coach didn't get to talk to you after the Commanders game. You didn't exactly look capable of enjoying that win there at the last second. No, it. Um, you know, again, we didn't finish it. Talk it up to four really bad, four straight quarters for for uh, of, of bad ball. And uh, but uh, but I do think uh, defense came back in the second half, played really well because uh, Cleveland was still trying to to score and, and put up points and uh, felt like we did a really nice job forwarding it and uh, giving our offense uh, some opportunities. Took the ball away three times, scored on defense. Um, but like I said, it's um, 
you know, the expectation for us here is to, to lock opponents down and not let them score. And so it's uh, when that doesn't happen, it's you're always trying to find the right answers. You know, it kind of went viral a bit, Coach, your reaction to Rich Samini's question after the Browns' loss about your reactions on the field and you want me to turn over the podium, that whole thing. Um, but I, I thought it was a legitimate question just from the standpoint of you don't look as animated as you did when you were in San Francisco. It, for, is that fair? And if so, why? Um, you know, I, I, I've gotten up and, and spoken about this, I feel like, a million times since I've gotten here. But, uh, you know, what people see... Uh, from uh, what people took from animation in San Francisco was celebration. I always celebrate with our team, always. And um, but in in adverse situations, I'm talking to coaches to try to figure out how we can get the player in the right headspace so he doesn't have, so he doesn't make a mistake again. Um, I've never undressed a player in the public's eye. I always held it back for uh, team meetings and and closed doors. But uh, so if. If animation means yelling at players and and putting on a show, I apologize for the lack of showmanship. Uh, it's just not going to happen. It's never been that. It's never been my style, even in San Francisco, where all the passion and fire uh, that narrative was created. It was more in celebration. Um, you know, playing great defense, getting takeaways, getting stops, uh, and celebrating with the guys and on all the work that they put in to see them have that that success. I'm, I'm always going to be the first one to 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 jump up and down for them, aside from their family, I guess. Coach, you, you guys released Alvin Cook today. Why the before the first and last game of the year? Um, you know, there's obviously a, a a business part to it, but Delvin's been an unbelievable teammate, and uh, uh, we really, really appreciate his time. I know it hasn't gone nearly as well as anyone had hoped for, especially him and. Uh, um, but just an opportunity for him to get out there and uh, um, try to finish off the season strong. He's got a lot of juices left in his legs, and like I said, it just didn't work. But uh, again, an opportunity. He's done. He's done us well, and we, you know, he's been an unbelievable teammate. Like I said, and even through all this adversity, he's been a great mentor to his teammates. He's been a great uh, sounding board for coaches. Um, he's been awesome, and uh, just appreciate everything he's done here. Woody has given you a vote of confidence. What what does that do for you? Um, I'm I'm always uh, focused on the next opponent. Right now, it's obviously it's Patriots trying to finish this this thing strong, and uh, uh, always always appreciated. You know, he's uh, I speak to Woody daily, and uh, and he's always uh, been very supportive. Obviously, challenges us daily, but at the same time, he it's uh, never wavered with regards to support. Did you ever think that? Your job was in jeopardy. You say you don't worry about that, but in a quiet moment, when the owner says, you know, you're all coming back, that's got to feel good. But did you ever wonder that you weren't coming back? Uh, honestly, no. Uh, it's just a, um, like I said, it's a, uh, I don't, you don't have time to think about that stuff. Mm -hmm. You're just focusing on the moment. You're focusing on trying to get, uh, uh, the, do the best job for your players. If you're worried about next year, you're worried about the past. It just it doesn't it doesn't do anyone any good. And I've said it before. There's two types: there's those who have been fired and those who are about to get fired. And, um, and you know, you just you've got to stay in the moment. You got to stay disciplined. The players are counting on you to put your best foot forward, just like we're counting on them to put their best foot forward. So, uh, worrying about external noise and worrying about jobs and and all that stuff, it's 
that's not that's not our place. That's for that's for all of you guys. Robert Sala is our guest here on the Michael K Show. You know, we spoke about this before he came on, so it's only fair to say it to you. You know, this has been the year in the NFL of the backup quarterback. A lot of lot of starters have been hurt. A lot of teams have survived and almost thrived with backup quarterbacks. What do you think is I, I know that you guys have also had a very big extenuating circumstance with the offensive line being ravaged as well. But why haven't you guys been able to squeeze more out of your backups than other teams have? Um, I'll, I'll let you. You know, I've got a <laughs> uh, stuff that we're going to study. Obviously, I've, I've got my thoughts. I've got uh, you know, and anything I say right now is just going to be presented as an excuse. But right. it's, uh, but I do think I, I do appreciate the way our guys have battled. We got the four and three um, after the Giants game, and. You know, just things didn't go well the, the the way we were hoping for over the second half of the season. Um, we have a chance to finish strong, win three of our last five, uh, which would be awesome. But uh, uh, there was a little bump in there where we just couldn't couldn't get over the hump after the Giants game. And uh, you know, there's no excuse for it. We got to be better. We got to be better as coaches. We got to be better as players. We've got to figure out where exactly uh, we went wrong in that middle that middle portion of the season. And uh, and ensure for everybody that it doesn't happen again. And sorry about the redundancy of, of this question because we've asked you a lot over the weeks, but it's really, I think, come to a head over the last two weeks. 26 penalties in the last two games, Coach. What is that about? That's just an inordinate amount of penalties. Yeah, no, there's... Um, it, it's, it, it hasn't been good. Uh, the discouraging thing about last week uh, was a lot of the pre-snap penalties. Um uh, the offsides, the illegal formations, the delay games—that's um, it, that's not good. Um, I'll always look inward. Obviously, on pre-snap penalties, you're always going to look inward as a coach. Same with post-snap. Um, and so, just just challenging ourselves from an offensive staff, even defense, and making sure that we're we're putting our players in a position to be able to to be successful. Um, I know uh, over the last five weeks we've gotten a little bit more production on offense. It's not saying a lot, but it's uh, but we have been producing, with the exception of the Miami game, um, and generating points and generating opportunities. We just and with that comes a little bit more uh, complexity with regards to offensive design, and uh, you know we're trying to create more space. So, like I said, it's it's things that we've got to be better at. Uh, we've got to find a way to simplify for our players, but remaining complex. Uh, so we can keep the ball moving the way, uh, in the manner of which we all desire. But um, but it's definitely something that we've all got to look at and make sure that we're we're much more efficient in these situations moving forward. Everything is baby steps. Is it important to win this game against the Patriots just to get that monkey off your back while they haven't won 15 straight games? And you know you go into next year with a clean slate. How important is this game for you? Um, I feel like every game is important. I mean, it's kind of a I know it's kind of cliche, but. We put in so much work. Players put in so much work. They're sacrificing their bodies. Coaches are spending hours upon hours in these meeting rooms trying to uh, come up with a game plan, and they'll stay here until 2, 3 in the morning, and players will grind and through practice, and they're going to go through a 70-play game on each side of the ball. Um, you don't do all that with the expectation to, to, not, to not win. You, you do it to win a football game. You do it to put your best foot forward. And uh, uh, So it always feels good to win regardless of the time of year, regardless of what's at stake. Um, whether it's preseason, postseason, in season, it doesn't matter. You want to win every game that you play. All right, so I got to finish with this. You have seven kids. Christmas. Do you make sure that each kid gets the exact same amount of gifts? Does that fall under your wife's um, uh, official duties or your duties? I mean, does each kid get five gifts? So it's thirty-five. I mean, how does that work? 
So, you know, it's whatever Santa comes up with. Right, right. Listening. <laughs> Absolutely. But, you know, you're, you're, you're in, comfort, you know, in, in constant, constant contact yeah. with them, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but no, you know, uh, put on the list, uh, you know, they've been good. Santa usually comes up See, big. So That's the answer, Michael. What, what does Robert have to This is Santa's problem. But I understand. Like, my kids wanted iPhones. I said, no, Santa doesn't do electronics. Right. It's not happening. So why are you asking Robert or Robert's but, uh, wife about uh, number okay, of presents? This so, is a Santa issue. Coach, did Santa give each kid the same amount of gifts? No, you know if it's on if it's on the Christmas, I think it was if it was on the Christmas list. List Santa came through this year, so um, all right. Um, you know, it depends if they if they want one big thing or they want five little things, whatever they come up. I leave my wife to that one, and she figures out the best way to deliver that message. I'll tell you what, I I have two kids, Coach, and like Christmas morning is like a zoo. I can't imagine seven kids screaming and opening gifts. It must be amazing. Uh, it's. You know what? At uh, four thirty in the morning, the wife is not happy because she's being woken up because they keep opening and closing the door. <laughs> I know, but, um, but it's it's a blessing. Uh, the good Lord's blessed us all, and we have the ability to give our kids as much as possible and put them in a situation where they can be happy every morning. And it's uh, you know not everyone can say that, and uh, so we we're always blessed. I will. We will talk to you next week with a postmortem. I know this has not been an easy year for you and dealing with us as well, but we thank you and a, and a happy new year to you and good luck on the weekend. Happy New Year, guys. Appreciate you all. all right. You too. That was the Robert Sala Report brought to you by Sloman. Sloman's as low price home heating oil for all New York football fans. Low prices, zero sacrifices for 100 years. Sloman's has been a staple in home comfort. Call 1 866 OIL DEAL and infinity.com. Discover more about the luxury and performance of an Infinity QX60 crossover at infinityusa.com or visit your local Infinity dealer today. I will tell you this we've got some time before the break. So, Woody said, Douglas is coming back. Saul is coming back. Everybody's coming back. And I really believe that that's the case because Aaron Rodgers is there. Aaron Rodgers well, is comfortable. He wants them back. He signed with them in mind. And they want. And Woody wants to give them a chance with a healthy Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to reiterate what I said a couple of months back. If they don't at least get to an AFC Championship game with this guy, this is the most wasted three years that they I, will ever have as a franchise. This guy could bring them down to their knees. If they get a top 10 pick and they don't take a quarterback now that they like, like Michael Penix might be available when they pick, and they don't take him because they want to win for for Aaron Rodgers, it will be the worst thing that ever happened right. to the Jet franchise. Now, you're right about everything that you said, Michael. I, I'd, love, I'd love to hear what the listeners have to say, although I'm sure a lot of the people that listen to the show or watch this show already want him gone. I don't care what Woody said. You cannot bring Robert Sala back if they lose Sunday. You can't lose to the Patriots again. We, you even can't after close Woody said they're bringing him back? No, it's happened before. I'm sorry. You can't. The Patriots stink. You've lost to him forever. He keeps talking about how it's getting better and better. You're going to close out the season with 26 penalties in the last two games, getting embarrassed by the Cleveland Browns on national television, lose again to the Patriots? I, I'm sorry. They probably will bring him back, but for me, that would be the last straw. If I own the Jets, Peter, that would be the and, last straw. And by draw. the way, I mean, they were they were just some weak, soft play calling from Eric Bieniemy at the end of that game from having lost a dreadful loss to the Commanders, yep. where they blew that entire second half, then lost to Cleveland badly, then think about that, and, how that would have looked. And, but, and, the, but the owner has already made his bet. He said they're coming back. Well, he can't change his mind now. Well, he could if it's happened before. It's usually the kiss of death when the owner gives a vote of confidence. But let me ask you this. You don't have to answer now. It could be a tease. What's Aaron's motivation to bring Robert back? 
He's a defensive head coach. What does one have to do with the other? What? what how because, does he benefit from Robert Sala being why. his head coach? When we come back, I'll tell you oh, why. Oh, that's good. I'll tell you why. When and, we I come bet back. You, and I bet your answer isn't a good answer for the future of this team. It might be the I, right answer, I, but it's not a good I answer. I think the whole Rodgers thing has right. destroyed the immediate future of this team. Destroyed it. Destroyed it. You brought in a guy, and, and we were all on. We were all on board about it. But remember when the Jets had no interest in Lamar? How would that have looked? You could have. You could. He was there. Every team passed on him. They. We don't want this guy. We don't want this guy. Would you be in better shape with Lamar Jackson? The guy who's like a twenty thousand to one favorite to win right. the MVP. Probably. Yeah. yeah probably. Well. This new year, it's time to finally lose that weight the safe and natural way with NJ Diet. Their results are nearly twice as fast as weight loss injections and without any of those nasty side effects. With NJ Diet, you will lose 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days, contractually guaranteed. NJ Diet uses your hair, saliva, along with bioenergetic scans to personalize natural solutions and supplements that get your body into the fat-burning zone. Then NJ Diet uses your DNA info to help keep the weight off. Don't take shots the rest of your life. Lose a contractually guaranteed 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days, naturally, quickly, and safely with NJ Diet. No hormones, no prepackaged foods, no shots. You even get the doctor's personal email and phone number. Call 855-5NJ-DIET. That's 855-5NJ-DIET. Schedule your consult today at njdiet.com. That's njdiet.com. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. All right, so Don asked me a question going to break. You know, how would it further the cause for Rodgers right. that they keep Sala? Well, Don, if, if they don't keep Sala, then they're going to hire another coach. Mm-hmm. And why would that coach want to keep Hackett? And I think that's a must for Rodgers to stay. And the only other chance that you would have is you'd make Hackett the head coach. So he'd have less of a hands-on approach with Rodgers than he is well, an offensive coordinator. The thing is, is that you could have... You, so you're telling me that you can't find another head coach that would have Nathaniel Hackett why? as the offensive coordinator? But well, why have this? I mean, I, so the only benefit is I get to keep my offensive coordinator. Does he think he's a good coach? But you have to have your offensive coordinator. I I, I understand that. But also, is he a good enough head coach to help your team win a championship? I I don't know. There's other aspects to the team besides offense. I know it's an offensive league. But isn't it hard to judge that, though? I mean, I was thinking thinking about this during during a time off because that's always the answer, right? It's incomplete. It's three years and 33 losses, Michael. If the answer is incomplete, doesn't that kind of give you the answer? I know there's excuses. And nobody deserves to get fired, Michael. And would it be the right thing to let him go? But you don't think you could do better? See, if you don't, if you keep him, you're saying, what you're, what you're de facto saying is, I don't think we can do any better. You, you don't think you can do better than Robert Sala? No offense, he's a great guy. We like him. And there's excuses why this team hasn't won. He had zero talent his first year. His second year, the quarterback situation was a debacle. His third year, he loses the future Hall of Famer on the fourth play of the season. But you also can't tell me he's been a great coach. 26 penalties in the last two weeks? So if the answer is incomplete, he certainly hasn't done anything to show you that he is going to turn this franchise around. Like, What would be the harm in trying to find somebody better? 
Like, are you afraid I, he's going to become the next Bill Belichick? I'm t- Rogers is running this organization. All right, but you, but so go. You can't find somebody that can work with Nathaniel Hackett. Like, this is the only guy that can coach this team. Like, so Aaron Rodgers doesn't care who the head coach but, is. But, but if you get a head coach and he doesn't want to bring in his own offensive coordinator, you're bringing in a neuter anyway. Rogers is running the team, so you might as well like but, solid but, but do it, it. But it's for the next couple of years, right? So, so you're, but you're kind of punting on one of the most important positions on a football team is the head coach. And even though I don't think he quote unquote deserves to be fired because he's had a lot of things go against him the last three years. It, it, to say that he de- that he deserves to continue to coach this team seems well, a little strange uh, as well. I don't know, uh, you know, by using the word deserves, right. I can see what you're saying, but I just think it's a, a matter of circumstance. Rodgers is running the team now. I think more at fault, and we haven't we have not said this over the the whole time. I mean, everybody keeps lauding Joe Douglas. Joe Douglas has had one great draft, and awful, awful, otherwise awful. What has he done that's made him a good GM? Dalvin Cook was a I terrible know. signing. Same thing. You, I mean, you release Carter. Why did you release Carter if, you, if you're going to release Cook? Why wouldn't you have kept Carter? Don't know. Every move they've made has been awful. He had one great draft. You're going to actually run that on one great draft? He's not had a great run as GM. I can't wait um, till we talk to me at the end of the season. Because he, starting with the fact that you bring Zach Wilson it, as your backup quarterback, professional malfeasance well, what Joe Douglas what, did. What I thought you were going to say is... Besides, because that's a good answer, because he doesn't want to lose Nathaniel Hackett, although I think you can find a coach that could work with Nathaniel Hackett, because it's only a couple of years. I would hope whoever you bring in as the head coach feels like he'll be around beyond Aaron Rodgers, and then you can bring in whoever you want to bring in. The point is trying to improve at the head coaching position. You tell me you can't improve at the head coaching position? The answer that I thought you were going to tell me is, he, Aaron wants somebody that's not going to challenge him, not get in his way. Let him do his thing. Well, he's got the whole the whole structure. But I don't. Is that. But I don't think that's that's that helps. Go back to Tom Brady in Tampa. Arians would get in Brady's face. He would challenge Tom Brady. Tom Brady didn't run that team the way Aaron Rodgers is running the Jets. He had a say in personnel, bringing Gronkowski in and all that. But you, you saw Arians get into it with Tom Brady. He would challenge Tom Brady. Are you telling me Aaron Rodgers does not want to be challenged? Because that's what it, Robert Sala's not challenging him. Is he afraid that if they bring another coach, that that coach might actually tell Aaron to shut up or sit down or or let me run the team? I, I don't. That's know, not a good thing. I don't know the specifics of it, Don. But the reason that Sala and Douglas are coming back, minus specifics, is because of Aaron Aloysius oh, no, there's no, Rogers. There's zero question. That's why I asked you, what is the motivation for Aaron? To keep Robert Sala. To keep everything in, in line. Right. To keep, uh, I don't think he keeps everything in line. He doesn't care. He cares about Nathaniel Hackett. But but he cares about him. He cares about himself. Right, but I, don't, but I don't think he necessarily cares about anything but what helps him win. And by the way. And Nathaniel how, Hackett helps him win. How's Rodgers look now that Jordan Love actually is playing well and the Packers have a chance to make the playoffs? They play. do have a chance how's to make look? the playoffs. Right. You're right. Doesn't Good. look that great. But. You can if I tell you he can keep Nathaniel Hackett, you don't think that he can improve the head coaching position? You'd be bringing in a head coach, Don, where the quarterback is running the team and the quarterback's running the team through the offensive coordinator. Who are you getting anyway? 
I mean, and we really don't know I don't if know. Robert Sala can coach. I don't know. Because last year they had the fewest amount of penalties, or in the bottom three. Right. This year they've been terrible. So I'm not going to say it's on him. Every circumstance, no, again, a, it, it, the, the offensive line has been ravaged and the quarterback I'm went just, down. I, I'm just saying is is that you can make excuses for everything and, 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 and completely diffuse any criticism towards Robert Sala. But you also can't say that he's a great coach, right? But you can't say he's terrible. Right, because incomplete is saying, I need more information. But I ask you, you don't think they can improve the head coaching position? Now, if you tell me there's nobody else, nobody else would want that job, I don't know that to be the case. It's not like Rodgers is going to be here forever. He might be here two years. Well, the previous coach they got was awful. So, I mean, they can make more mistakes. But I just think the idea. That, I mean, what if Peyton Manning calls with another great suggestion? Well, listen, but that's but then you're you're kind of chasing but your you, tail but, no matter you, what you do. But, so but, keeping Robert could be a mistake because it's the same guy deciding to keep him that would have to replace. You're him. You're not dealing with the Rooneys here. You're not dealing with even Jerry no, Jones but, but, here. I'm sorry, you're but not. I always hate that answer. Well, the, the owner doesn't know what he's doing because it's still a decision to bring Sala back. So if he doesn't know what he's doing, then that could still be the worst thing. I'm not saying he doesn't know what he's doing, but I don't think that he's a real football guy. This is a very important season coming up for the New York Jets. And we all admit that And they're willing to sell their soul for Rodgers. And if Rodgers had stayed healthy this year, I think we can all agree they were not winning a Super Bowl this year. Who knows if they'd even make the playoffs this year. If he didn't get hurt in game one, he would have gotten hurt in game three. Right. So now you're going to run it back. With the same team, why do we? How do we know it's not going to go the same way? Thanks for listening to the Michael K Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoons, starting at three on ninety-eight point seven ESPN in New York, the ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play ninety-eight seven ESPN.